Jesse Aredia, and you're listening to Soul Care for the New Mom, a podcast designed with new moms in mind. I am so excited for what you're about to hear from today's guest, Selena Frederick. You may be familiar with Selena and her husband, Ryan, through their ministry, Fierce Marriage. But if not, please allow me to be the first to tell you that both Selena and Ryan have an incredible amount of wisdom to share when it comes to fighting for your marriage and pursuing God's purpose for marriage. And I am just so honored that Selena was willing to come on the podcast and talk about these things with me, and especially from the perspective of those early parenting years. You guys are in for a very special treat and are sure to be encouraged as you're listening to today's episode. So without further ado, here is my chat with Selena. Hey, Selena. Welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Good. Thanks, Jesse, for having me. I'm so grateful to be here and excited to, to chat. I know. I am too. Um, and I'm especially excited about our listeners getting to know more about you guys and just the message behind Fierce Marriage and all the stuff that you guys have been up to in the past few years. Um, so let's just, let's just dive in. Can you start off by just telling us a little bit about yourself and your family and what this season of life looks like for you right now? Yeah. No. Um, so I'm Selena Frederick. Uh, my husband is Ryan Frederick, and we are the kind of voices and people behind Fierce Marriage. Um, it began as a blog and it's kind of evolved. Uh, we've done a, a bunch of, we've written a bunch of books and um, we've, we're now doing a podcast. And so, um, yeah, it's kind of become its own, its own beast in a way, <laughs> which has been good. Um, we have two little girls, um, Adelaide and Clementine. Adelaide is five and Clementine is almost three. Um, so it's busy over here. We are we are busy, busy. Um, we do homeschool right now, so Della's would be like pre-K, almost kindergarten, and Emmy's just little, you know, toddler preschooler-ish. So we're just shapes and colors. It's, the the bar is pretty low over here, so we're just <laughs> kind of in that that season of life right now. Um, yeah, just kind of being home together and learning together. And um, fierce marriage. We started it about I think it's almost six years ago now, and. Uh, yeah, God's really been so gracious to us to just grow it and get the message out uh, about, um, you know, we just want to point couples to Christ and, and commission them for the gospel. And that is just kind of what we're here and what we stand for. So, um, yeah, that's, yeah. That, that's us. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, and, you know, it's funny because I first found Fierce Marriage online, I think shortly before I even got married. Um, I'm, I'm going on four years of marriage. Um, so I'm still okay. pretty new, pretty new to awesome. it, but, um, I, I found your blog and I was reading the stuff that you guys are putting out, out there. And then recently, I guess, you know, in the past year or so, when you announced you were coming out with a podcast, I was like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. <laughs> it's like a whole new world of just, yes. I, I think as, you know, as, you know, busy moms and wives, sometimes it's hard to sit and read articles or scroll through mm. blogs and, you know, but we want the information and we want the encouragement. So that's mm-hmm. one of the things that I really appreciate about your podcast is just it's bite size. It's fun. You guys are just so fun to listen to. Um, and you're just very encouraging when it comes to marriage. So, I really Oh, that's good that. to hear. That's good to hear because <laughs> we, we think the podcast is really fun. It's kind of like a date day for us because the kids yeah. are with a friend. We get to talk about marriage and Jesus and anything we want kind of. Um, and then we usually get lunch afterwards. So it's kind of like a, 
a weekly date thing. And it's just, oh it's goodness. just a really great time for our own marriage. So I love that. <laughs> it's good. I love it. Now, when you guys sit down to record, do you kind of have some sort of like a plan for all the points oh, you're yeah. going to make? Or are you just kind of yes. going back and forth? You do. Okay. Um, yes. My, my husband can speak more off the cuff, but I'm like, we need some order and like no and direction of like where we're going. <laughs> and I want things to tie in together. I just, cause I listen to so many podcasts and it's like, I don't want to listen to people just spout off anything. I really want to like <laughs> hear what the, the truths that they're trying to, to teach us. And so, um, but I think we, we've, we're learning to strike a balance of, you yeah. know, the theology and truth and, um, also like having fun and quest, you know, we don't stick to the script strictly. We use it as, as a guideline. Yeah. Um, but where we can definitely, you know, go off script a little bit, which we have gotten some reviews of like, why do you go off on rabbit trails like early on when we first started the podcast? But so that's some of the we've fun. reeled it in that's a bit. Some of it. Yeah. No, I, I think that I think that it's fun to have those two because it gives us kind of an inside look of just what you guys are like, you know, behind the scenes. And I think that that's really nice. I'd love for awesome. you to tell the listeners a little bit about the heart and the backstory behind uh, Fierce Marriage. Yeah. So, um, we started about six years ago and we had kind of, we'd been married. So we're, we're celebrating 16 years of marriage this year. Um, and we waited 10 years intentionally to have children. (laughs) Um, I don't know if I would have waited that long next time because we got married pretty young at 20, the ripe old ages of 20 and 21. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) we, we thought, you know, we, we had seen a bunch of our friends um, and people that we knew getting married and then getting divorced and then some t- in some cases remarried um, and divorced again. And so we we kind of just looked at ourselves a little bit, it's like scratching our heads, wondering why are we still together? Why are we still happy to be together? And why do we feel like this is still just the beginning? You know, we're five, ten mm. years, we're ten years in a marriage. We still feel... Like there's so much ahead of us and God has just done so much, you know, we can reflect back on so much that he's done in us and for us and through us. And so what's the difference? And of course, obviously it's, it's God and it's Jesus. And it's, it's always been like that, you know, when we were dating in high school, which is so young, um, we all, we talked about verses. We talked about what God was teaching us. Like that was my favorite part of the conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, and it felt like his as well. Um, so there was always, God was always, the central piece to our relationship. And I don't think that's changed. And I think fierce marriage really flowed out of that pretty organically. Um, we just were like, God, what do we have that we can use, you know, for your glory and we can, we can share, you know, and be transparent with our own lives. And and our marriage was the thing that we felt like God had kind of put in our hands. And so, you know, we didn't want to come in with like, Oh, here, we know all this information. We know all this great information, like do these things. But our heart really is to to be transparent and, you know, we we don't know everything, but what we do know, you know, we'll share openly and honestly, and we're happy to co-travel with people and say, hey, yeah, we've been through some of these things and like we're still working through a lot of these things, but God has been so good and gracious and these are things we've learned along the way and, you know, just through reading scripture, through hearing sermons and podcasts and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's really kind of just evolved into its own um, ministry and its own beast. And, um, we're just trying to keep it, I guess, going and growing as much as, as much as God wants it for the the length of time that he would like it to be used. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think it's just, it's beautiful how you guys are allowing something so 
sacred as marriage, um, just be more of like um like a place for vulnerability and a place for kind of being ambassadors of Christ, you know? And I think that that's mm-hmm. exactly what, you know, our marriage is meant to be. It's supposed to point to Christ. And I think that you guys do that so well, and you really have a heart for just encouraging people to to nurture their marriage. And I know that that's especially important to me um, and to a lot of moms who are listening, because a lot of us are in the trenches of motherhood, and it's just, yes. it's, <laughs> it's hard to figure that out, but it's so it's, important, and you realize yes. how important it is. Yeah. I would love for you to just kind of share some of the challenges that you guys have personally encountered or you have witnessed others encounter when it does come to preserving a marriage in those early days of parenthood. Yeah, you know, when we had our first, um, we had had a lot of time together, and that's not always the case, right? But I still think young children are just a whole new world unto themselves, (laughs) no matter how much marriage you have before, like behind you, you know, it's like... When little kids come into the picture, it changes everything, yeah. and um, in in the best way because children are such a blessing, and they are such. I'm convinced that blessings are they take work. Like they're not just these like big gold coins or something that God just drops into your lap, right? They're things that that require our hearts and our souls, and they require us being present. And it's such a, a good and beautiful thing, but it's so hard sometimes. It's so um, difficult to be you know, mom all the time and be teacher and be, you know, facilitator and cleaner of bodies and feeder of food <laughs> and all the things, laundry that just, you know, never ends. Um, and I think for me personally, just speaking, the challenges I've faced um, have been, they usually come up, you know, when you're on social media and comparing or, um if I see other moms in my community, I'm like, oh, they're just, they're doing so well. And they have four kids. Like, they're just so amazing. They can do all these things. (laughs) And when I start comparing, um, that's when it really starts to deteriorate. And I think that even goes in our marriage. Like we see, oh, look, that, that couple's so happy on that one picture, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's, it can be so demoralizing for us to, to see what is going on around us instead of, you know, looking, looking up and looking towards the Lord and seeing what he's doing in us and through us, you know, and reminding ourselves that, you know, these little children, they are, they are, are their eternal work and they are, they are God's children, you know, first and foremost, and he's given them to us to steward and to take care of and to, to teach about the things of him. And I don't know. And the world doesn't recognize that as a a big, huge, awesome thing. Right. (laughs) And so it's hard to kind of be in that, in that mode where you're, there is no recognition. This is very yeah. humble. This is very like dirty work. This is frustrating work. It takes everything out of you, your emotional capacity, your spiritual capacity, your physical capacity. You know, it's, it's constantly pulling you to, um, I feel like it's complete sanctification all the time, right? It's just a hundred percent. And God is just so good to use our children to soften our hearts and to soften our minds towards him. Um, and so those, and those early days, you know, there's just things, there's just different seasons. I feel like we're, we're heading, we have a five, she's almost five and a half. And so we're almost into, she's very much a little kid, right? That five to six, they're just like right. little kids. Yeah. They can do so many things on their own and it, it really does fly by, you know? And I think one of our models was just like, don't wish it away, but don't wish it to stay, you know, just kind of mm. enjoy the moments that you have with them and allow God to show you who they are and how you can love them well and teach them. And I always feel like I'm just as a parent flying by the seat of my pants 
no matter how many books I read or how many podcasts I listen to, it's constantly just resting in his grace and trusting his sovereignty um, and being intentional with them, you know, and if they want to play, playing is not fun for me ever. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's not really fun to like sit and imagine you're playing like Dr. Unicorns or something like that. And I'm just like, I don't, okay, like I will do this, you know, okay, it's going to be fun. (laughs) But they just want your engagement for a few minutes. They just want you to participate. And, you know, I, I, we have seen other marriages, you know, people write into us all the time. Like I haven't, we have a newborn or we have three under the age of three and it's crazy in our house and we don't get any time together. We don't get any time together, you know, in like intimacy wise, let alone any like conversation without someone screaming or throwing food on the ground. Um, and I would, you know, I would say, and we, we are, we work on this and we're somewhat guilty of not enforcing it as much, but, um, taking that time to be intentional with each other, um, my firstborn was very attached and it was really hard to leave her with anybody for the first like year. <laughs> mm. She would scream, like she would just scream. And, and, but my second is so different. Like, you know, she's fine with, she has her big sister. Like she'll pretty much go anywhere and has since like day one. Um, and so it's hard to, you got to identify that, but you also have to remember that like, you know, the best gift that you can give your kids is a solid marriage and spending time together and finding those moments um, during the week, like being intentional about those weekly rhythms of, okay, grandma and grandpa are going to take the kids. We'll give them instructions. We will show them how to do stuff. We'll teach them. And then we need to have like two hours to ourselves where we can go and have coffee or go have a meal and just sit and quietly talk about whatever we need to talk about, you know? And I, I mean, talk about how you're feeling, where you guys are at. I think it's mm. so easily easy for us to get isolated, you know, as moms, as wives, you know, husband's gone or, you know, maybe we're, you're even working too. You're, you're a working mom and it's just, our lives get so compartmentalized. And I think we need to integrate more, um, as much as we can in terms of, you know, we, we talked to the Beth keys and they have a great way of using their vocabulary to really like when, I don't know if you know, you guys know yes, Jeff and Alyssa. Beth, I do, yes. Yes. We did a, um, we've known them for quite a while actually, but before they moved to Hawaii, they were Pacific Northwesterners and they, you know, Jeff speaks a lot and, um, Alyssa started speaking too, but they, they remind their family like, okay, we're sending dad out as a family. Mm-hmm. We're on mission with him. And when he goes out to speak, he's representing all of us and we are sending him out. We're praying for him you know, we are supporting him. And I think that, you know, as parents, we can just see our our daily schedules of like, oh, dad's leaving and I got to do this and that. But if we really brought our hearts and minds around, you know, the family as as being a team and and a unit and how we can support each other, I think, I think there's more joy to be had even in the small moments. And, and the one thing I love, this is another like sidebar and I'm getting a little long winded here, but the tools, some tools that have helped me um, in like nurturing our marriage when there's young kids in the house is, is podcasts because you can listen to them, you know, whenever kind of in the mm-hmm. car while you're doing this, while you're doing laundry, you know, whatever you can, I feel like it's, there's an endless amount of time for you to listen, not always, but, um, and get really great truths on how you can love each other well and how you can mm-hmm. be intentional with each other. And I think those are, those are huge, especially in the early days of childhood is just be intentional with each other. And, spend some time with each other and make time for each other to hear each other, to listen to each other, to look at each other, to put your phones down and just be together. Yes. Yes. I love that. And, and I think you're onto something with the, with the podcast thing. Um, 
because even there are even times where um, my husband and I we listen to podcasts together. Um, yes. Like when we're folding laundry or when we're just driving in the car and the kids are quiet, um, and we just pull up a podcast. And sometimes he doesn't like the ones I pick, but it you know it fuels <laughs> a conversation. And sometimes Absolutely. we just sometimes we we need those conversation starters. Um, we need that kind of like that guide into become best friends again after you become yes. parents. Um, yes. So, but everything that you said was such great wisdom. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, friendship yeah. is huge in marriage, especially when you have kids. And I think it really sets the foundation from what we've heard. Like when you don't have kids, when you're empty nesters, you know, you don't find yourself just roommates, but you're like, oh, this is my friend. This is my spouse, mm. you know, and friendship has been, it's kind of one of those things that's underrated, I feel like in marriage. Mm. And so focusing on your friendship, remembering why you're together, laughing together. That's why the office is a big part of our marriage. <laughs> just <laughs> laughing together yeah. has kept us kept our sanity, you know, at a great, a great level, <laughs> mm, better level. Anyways. Yes. <laughs> yes. I am um, on the note of, you know, having that friendship with your husband, you know, I feel like for me, like it's very easy for my husband and I to keep that friendship connection going, but sometimes it's harder for us to keep that husband and wife connection, the more intimate, mm. special mm-hmm. connection that's beyond friendship. And and I just know that this is a common struggle for moms, um, especially when you first have kids and everything is new and it's stressful and your body doesn't look the same it used to. And I would just love to know what encouragement you can give to the mom who is struggling to connect with her husband on an intimate level or in the bedroom or just in that yeah. way that, you know, is physical. Yeah. Um well, you know, sex is kind of, it's an outward expression of like what should be happening inside of us. And so it's, I think we have to remember that it's not purely physical, that there's, our souls are involved. And I think mm. that when we are able to connect before, you know, physically connecting, um, at least for wives, that can be so important. And I think if we need to communicate that to our husbands of, hey, I don't feel very connected right now to you. Um, can we just take some time to just chat a little bit before and, you know, I want to hear how your day was and maybe I can tell you about how I've been feeling or just struggling because I think that's so important for our minds and our hearts to connect. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just kind of paves the way for our bodies to connect more. And um, yeah, the whole, you know, having babies changes your body and what a blessing it is that we are able to, you know, participate in procreating. I mean, what a gift from God and, you know, our, I know that not all husbands, I I would just brag about mine. You know, he's like, oh, you're sexier when you're, you know, pregnant. I don't care. You're, you're, you're more beautiful whenever, whatever you are is the most beautiful that you are. You know, he's just always so, so great about that. And it's, it's really hard that first six months to a year, I feel like after having a baby, your body just seems like it take, it took like no time to just gain the weight. And then (laughs) trying to get it off is like, it just feels like out, you know, every minute feels Mm. like hours of just trying And I just want to encourage, you know, that mom, because I've been there and I, you know, it's like, you just, you just kind of got to walk through it and understand where your identity is at. It's not in what you look like. It is, you just birthed a human being. Um, It's not, it's not in, you know, how much you work out or anything like that, but it's rooted in Christ. And God has made your body, you know, wonderfully and perfectly. And these are things that we, we can't take for granted. And I think if you, if you need to turn off some screens and kind of take a, take a break from social media, then do it, you know, and, and recognize those areas that may be 
harming your, um, how you see yourself and how you perceive yourself and how you, um, think about yourself because, you know, we need to really match that up with truth and what the Lord calls us to, you know, we are his children. We are his, um, we are heirs, you know, to, with Christ and he has a purpose for us and us being distracted or, um, put down by our own, you know, mindful battles, things that are just happening in our own minds, um, are not always productive. And I'm not saying that you can't because sometimes we do need to wage war on that and we do need to take those thoughts captive. Um, but if you're having, you know, when you're having trouble in the bedroom after a baby, you definitely need to take some time to communicate, um, kind of the obvious maybe of like, Hey, I know we're having a hard time and I don't really like, this is how I feel about it. The whole I statements and how, and feelings like really describing your feelings, I think can help a lot. Um, and not being confrontational about it. You know, it's hard. My husband says it's hard as a, a husband because you don't want to pressure the wife, but you want them to feel desired. You know, there's like mm-hmm. this fine yeah. line of like, I want you, I don't want you to feel pressured that you have to, you know, be perfect or ready or whatever. It's, you know, and as a wife, sometimes we don't always feel ready and we feel very tired, but I also think that can be an opportunity for us to be generous with our bodies and we can be generous, um, you know, towards our husbands with our time and energy. Um, we have this blog post. It's kind of funny. It's it's called The Spectrum of Sex, and it talks yeah, about yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> a few different um, types of sex, I guess. And so it's like anything from like a, like a sports car to like, you know, a, a freight train. We call it, I think we call it like snack sex, which is kind of more just like functional. Not all sex is created equal. I think we all know that. Mm-hmm. You know, there's kind of a, a functional, um, we just need to connect. We don't have a ton of time but we need to connect and this is, let's just do this, you know, and, and let's just go there together and be there together. Um, and then there's kind of the, the like freight train sex of once you get started, like it's going to take a while and not, nothing's going to stop it. (laughs) And so I think that when we're able to kind of calibrate our expectations with each other and communicate those to each other, um, I think it can make the experience more enjoyable and setting aside that intentional time, um, I think speaks volumes, at least, my husband has told me that, you know, when I'm aware of it and I think of it, that obviously makes him feel valued and loved and wanted. So, mm, yes. And I, I think you're so right about how <clears throat> you really do have to communicate those things instead of just assume that your partner will pick up on what you need or what you want or when and how and how fast. And, um, I think that that's, that's definitely good to practice just having those conversations. Um, and that's something mm-hmm. that, my husband and I have really had to grow in in the past couple of years since having kids. And and now, like, one of our best conversations that we have, you know, on a weekly basis is just what days of the week do you want to have sex this week? Like, you just, you kind of have to, you have to figure <laughs> it out. about yes, it. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Otherwise, it's I not going to happen. It'll be two weeks and you'll be like, where, what, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And I definitely appreciate your post about the spectrum of sex um, because you're right. There are different levels and it's important to, you know, have that conversation about, you know, what you're expecting on that. Um, I know that one of the things that you guys talk about a lot and I really appreciate is how marriage makes you more like Christ. Um, and I would mm. love for you to just dive into that and how you've seen marriage make you more like Jesus. And what encouragement or gospel truths you can offer to the mom who wants to look more like Jesus in her marriage too. 
Yeah, I think, you know, the the covenant of marriage is such a reflection of of Christ in the church, right? And Christ gave himself up for the church. And when we understand exactly like where the marriage covenant came from, God's design and purpose and mission for it, um, I think that really unlocks um, a lot of truths about um, the purpose of marriage, right? It's not just to make us happy. It's not just to make us feel loved or for us to have someone to love um, and to watch movies with or something like that. It's just, it's so much more than that, right? God, God brought us together. I think it's in Mark 9, 10, like it says, what God has brought together, let no man separate. Mm-hmm. So be reminded first of, you know, God brought us together and there is a purpose between us and and in this covenant. He didn't just bring us together, you know, like I said, to just watch Netflix together. He brought us together to procreate a family and he brought us together to minister to our community. He brought us together to love each other. And I think the biggest thing in, in marriage is to understand that like we are, we are just sanctifiers of each other <laughs> because mm-hmm. we're spending so much time together. We know each other so well, right? We know the good, the bad, and the ugly about each other. And yet still we are called to love each other and not with a love that is a feeling or an emotional experience, but a biblical love that is patient and kind and long suffering and doesn't get angry easily. Right. It's all first Corinthians 13. And when we, when we understand that, you know, the way that God has called us to love because of the, pur- the it makes the purpose of marriage um, become clearer, I think. And, <clears throat> you know, we have to, you have to first subscribe, obviously, to the gospel. So if you're not a Christian, this probably wouldn't be very helpful. But if you, you know, if you're a believer and you're you're wanting to be more like Jesus and you're married, I mean, believe it's already happening because it's in those fights, it's in those moments of tension um, where you're you're being like sort of worked out, like your character is being. Um, I don't want to say like attacked, but when you are when you and your husband come like to a head and you think your way is supposed to be the right way and he thinks his way, like that's where sanctification is happening. That's where the iron sharpens iron is happening. And we need to value, you know, those hard times because that's where God is really working on those sharp edges of us. Mm -hmm. You know, he's really trying to round those out and say, you know, Hey, I've got a better way for you to live. And I, and this, Typically, it it means we have to, you know, compromise on some level, or we need to um, approach our our husband differently, um, which is often hard for me. I'm a very prideful person, I think, and I I do become angry a little easier than I would like to. But God has definitely in my marriage, you know, stretched me in those ways. He's challenged me lovingly, not because you know He wants to control me, but because He loves me and He wants me to be more like Christ and there's got to be fruit that's that's going to be born. That doesn't there, there doesn't have to be. But there will be fruit that's born when we are, excuse me, responding to the Holy Spirit when we're allowing mm-hmm. Christ to just do what He does in the midst of our our mundane and marriage. Like if you have the greatest marriage right now, that's awesome. God's still sanctifying you. He's still teaching you. There's still things that you know you need to learn. There's still things that he's going to show you. If you are a believer, maybe, and your husband's not, I mean, God, talk about like reliance on God and learning about the sufficiency of Jesus, right? Mm-hmm. And how we're called to love. Um, 
and and how again how Jesus loved us first, right? We love because He first loved us. It's for First John four nineteen, I think. And so, because of who Christ is and how He loved us, we are better able to love our spouse. I you know ideally, no matter how they treat us, which is a really hard pill to swallow. Yeah, you know. <clears throat> so there's just I feel like there's a lot in there. I feel like there's a lot. Um, within our marriage that it, it's just such a, a ground for God to just make us more like Christ by breaking away our pride, chipping away at our anger, showing us how to be more patient and how to love intentionally and not, you know, just go about our day distractedly and, um, and teaching us about pursuit. You know, Christ, Christ came to us, you know, we didn't ascend to him. He came down to earth and gave up, you know, himself. And so, how does that motivate me to to love and pursue my sp- my husband or my spouse? You know, how does that how does Christ's love really transform me in that? And you know, it, it obviously would change everything. It changes again. It affects what we believe about marriage. It affects um, the purpose that it is. It affects how we love each other, how we communicate to each other, how we even spend our money. Um, and how we, you know, even go through conflict. Are we just trying to be right? Or are we really trying to seek like reconciliation in the whole thing? So, um, yeah, that's what I would, I would say. I probably said a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I agree about how, you know, it's, it's through the learning process that we're sanctified, but I mean, man, sometimes it really does hurt. <laughs> oh, sometimes yeah, so that sanctification, yes, it's very uncomfortable. And it can be even painful at times just to lay down our pride and to, and you're right, to like put others first and to love the way that Christ loved us. But um, mm. but it's just such an amazing thing that God has given us. Um, and I just love the way that you encourage people in it um, and that you want to equip them. And I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that, about what resources you guys have created to equip husbands and wives. Yeah. So um, we just recently came out with um, 31, nope, 40 prayers. Sorry. There's, uh, we, have, we have numbers on our books, so it's hard for yes. me to remember <laughs> what they are. But um, our most recent devotional that we came out was 40 prayers for my husband and 40 prayers for my wife. And these are meant to be done side by side, but can be done, you know, individually if if your husband isn't really into it. I think it's a great exercise to do on your own and for your husband as well. Um, but they're each kind of filled with scripture and a prayer. Um, and then there's like kind of a rest and reflection, reflective kind of day every seven, seventh day. So maybe on a Sunday if you start, depending. Um, and those, those are really powerful for us to write um, and go through. And I feel like mm-hmm. God has definitely... Um, open our eyes and our hearts to, you know, things that we, I wouldn't necessarily think that my husband is battling, um, not just like on a sexual, um, like pornography front or anything like that. Not that that's just, you know, that's a huge, huge thing, but I feel like we tend to just jump in right there and not think of, you know, maybe he's, maybe he doesn't have a lot of like brothers in Christ in his life and he needs Mm. that, you know, maybe he needs some, some other guys to come alongside him and really help him walk through something, you know, or maybe I'm just praying for his mind to be confident in the Lord and not in like his own abilities, you know? Um, so yeah, we try to touch a lot of those bases and, you know, the husband, the husband praying for my wife one is, is really great. Obviously it was, it felt special because, you know, Ryan kind of wrote them 
you know, we wrote them thinking of each other, but also generally thinking about wives and husbands and the roles they play. So um, that one's kind of a good one if you're just kind of looking for another devotional to jump into. I'd say if you're kind of going through a dry spell in your marriage and you really just feel like maybe you need to connect, um, we have the 31-day pursuit challenges. And those are meant, again, to be done side by side, but can be done separately. But they are 31 days of pursuing each other. So there's kind of like a a scripture and story. And then there's um, all these pursuits of like action things that you can do. And they're all organized, you know, by like cost and time it'll take, like if it's going to take a lot of time or not, there's little like heads up, you know, in three days you're going to do this. So make sure you plan. Um, It's everything from, you know, write your spouse a letter um, to, you know, dropping your phones at night, like putting your screens away and, you know, playing a game, simple things like that to, you know, planning a, a new adventure that you guys have never done together. I think that's the last day or something. So if you feel like your marriage maybe needs a little jump start, maybe you guys are just having a hard time connecting. I think the I would definitely do the pursuits, the pursuit books. Um, we also have two, we have two as one, which is one that can be done together. It's kind of a, you know, it's a basic devotional for marriage, um, scripture questions and, um, diving into that together. And then we have, you know, our first marriage book, which is the marriage manifesto kind of, we call that kind of covers all things, marriage, um, finances, uh, conflict and resolution. It tells a lot about our story, kind of our first, uh, couple years of marriage and the adventures that we had. Um, so yeah, I would say those are, there's those. And of course there's the podcast that has lots of episodes, lots of things to listen to and (laughs) laugh about or nod your head about, (laughs) shake your head about more. Um, yeah. And then there's always the blog at fishmarriage.com. You can check everything out on there as well. So hopefully that's a good overview. <laughs> yes. Love it. And <laughs> I'm, definitely gonna, yeah, I'm definitely going to link all of those things in the show notes um, because oh, I want you. listeners to check it out. Um, do you have any last um, words of encouragement to moms or wives who are just looking to grow in their relationship? Yeah, I would just, I would just say remind yourself through being in God's word, just remind yourself Mm. of what you're doing with your littles, you know, the little kids It's eternal work and it doesn't feel like it and it doesn't always look like it, but it is. And I think there was a quote that like the future is built of all the moments of today or something like that. Mm. And so, you know, just really having perspective um, and being in God's word as much as you can, whether I've been listening to it audibly, I've been trying to do a, a chronological study, of the Bible um, in a year. And listening to it audibly is so different. It's such a different experience. And honestly, it helps me because when I sit down to read, I, it just makes me tired, which is great and fine <laughs> when I want to go to sleep. But um, generally, it has that effect on me. So listening to it, I can listen to it in the car whenever. It's been really eye-opening, I feel like. Um, so just digesting God's Word, you know, in bulks or maybe if you do a study, um, that would, that's great. And connect with other wives um, and not on a, you know, hey, let's just commiserate together, but let's grow together. Let's learn together. How are you, what are you struggling with and how can we pray for you? Or what's a resource that you've used? You know, just don't, don't be isolated. Don't be alone. Be transparent. Share with what you're struggling with because you're not alone. I mean, there's, everybody's struggled with it. And God doesn't want you. He he wants to bring friendships into your life and he wants you and your husband, you know, to connect and he wants you guys to have 
you know, that emotional safety within your marriage. And he wants you to have that intimacy that he created and purposed for marriage. Um, so, you know, wherever you maybe are struggling, um, just don't struggle alone, I guess I would mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. And remember that God, he loves you the most and he knows you the best. And so just allow him, get to know him too through his word and then allow him to bring friendships, you know, by making yourself vulnerable a little bit and just being honest with people in your life and maybe taking that first step to have a play date or have somebody over or kind of open up some conversations with friends that you trust. Um, and that can kind of help point you back to the Lord. So, yeah. Yes. Love that. And, um, and on the note of community, I do admire the way that you guys foster community through your Facebook groups as well. And just through the way that you Mm. just encourage, you know, prayer and encouragement for each other um, and lifting Mm -hmm. each other up. I think, you know, that is a really important part. um, One that we can all benefit from. Yeah. Well, thank you again so much, Selena. Um, I, I just, I cannot say enough how amazing it is that you guys are are building this ministry together and that you were able to speak into the lives of others, um, especially when it comes to marriage. It's a beautiful, tricky, difficult, but amazing subject. Um, just yes, so much yes. all wrapped up in one. Um, but thank mm. you again for coming on. And um, I'm just really excited to hear how listeners respond and how they're encouraged by it. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jesse. It's really great to kind of be able to share the mom side of me a little bit too, because it's kind of marriage focused and yes, kids and motherhood flow into that, but you know, we try to really stick to the the marriage relationship. So it's a, it's a privilege for me to, to come and talk, talk mom stuff more. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Awesome. Well, thank you again. And um, we'll have to chat again soon. Sounds good. <laughs> Hey friends, if you haven't already, it would mean so much to me if you'd leave a review for this podcast on iTunes or in your Apple podcast app. Getting more reviews and ratings helps Soul Care for the New Mom get more exposure, which means more moms listening and more moms being filled with gospel truths and encouragement for their motherhood journey. I definitely want to see Soul Care continue to grow and you can help with that with your review. Plus, I love hearing your feedback and getting an idea of what this podcast has meant to you. So when you get a chance, please be sure to do that. That would truly bless me today.